True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. When trying is just an excuse. All the time I hear the same words again and again. I'm trying. Hey, listen, it would be unfair of me not to include myself here. I've said these words lots of times, too. You know, in the kind of voice of, I'm trying. Or, I'm trying. Or maybe even in tears. I'm trying. Truth is, trying isn't enough. If you're looking to make a change, trying for the sake of trying isn't enough. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to go to the gym, but I can't seem to make it. I keep trying to get a new job, but I haven't written my resume. Or, I keep trying to change my diet, but I keep eating things that aren't good for me. I'm trying to write this book, meet new people, date, save regularly, or get more clients. We've all said things like this. Confronting the reality that trying by itself isn't enough is the same as, I know, I know. If you hear the phrase, I'm trying, it's almost always used as an excuse. There are times of exception, and I will talk about this too, so you know the difference. But trying for the sake of trying can be a never-ending excuse. Today I want to talk about phrases like, I'm trying, and I welcome you to see them as triggers to you're not doing something that you actually do want to do. Ultimately, I want you to spot any such trigger so that you can actually move forward as you desire. Specifically, not trying for trying's sake, but empowering yourself. Whenever you hear the words, I'm trying, I want there to be a bell that goes off in your ear. A bell like this. I want you to really get this, and I'm totally serious about hearing that bell every time that you hear the phrase, I'm trying. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about weight for a minute. I know a couple of people who really struggle with their weight. Let's say that weight loss was as simple as eating right, exercising, and visualizing your new body. I don't know many people that don't know these elementary things to change their weight. And if you're in this category, you may be frustrated internally saying to yourself, I already know this. Hey, I thought that bell in your head was supposed to go off only when you hear yourself saying, I'm trying. Well, I lied. I want the bell to go off every time you hear an excuse to something that you really want to change. Saying I know in this context is just like saying I'm trying. I already told you that there are exceptions to this, but like I told you before, we'll deal with those in a minute. In this moment, we're looking to call out any triggers, thus the association of the bell every time you hear I'm trying or any other kind of excuse. Do you get it? Good. Let's proceed. Americans eat 100 acres of pizza every day. And 94% of us eat pizza regularly. So how does this affect your eating habits? I know for me, I'm trying not to eat so much pizza. Oops, I meant to say, I'm not eating pizza anymore. I don't. It's done. 
No, this isn't true, but I've changed the kind of pizza I eat. (laughs) You might even not recognize it as pizza. But then again, maybe you would because we make our pizzas on round organic pizza wraps and then we spread our homemade oil-free organic pizza sauce and some lightly braised mushrooms, green and red peppers, and then we add lightly steamed asparagus, diced raw onion, and what comes out, I put a little avocado on top. Our 8-inch mini pizzas are put in a convection oven instead of using a broiler. I especially like to put crushed red pepper and a little Himalayan sea salt on it as its final toppings. If you're suddenly finding yourself hungry, then you've done exactly what I expected you to do. You see, all I did was use some extremely emotional-based words to describe something that might trigger you. You're thinking about food, usually comes with the desire to eat. The word trigger is important, so let me define it. A trigger is when you respond to something physically and emotionally. Many people don't know this, but you can definitely have spiritual triggers too. So what is exactly a trigger? Well, let's define a trigger as something that starts an action. Imagine a whole bunch of dominoes and something is said, heard, smelled, or felt that pushes that first domino over. And then there's a whole bunch of dominoes that start falling over after the first trigger domino was pushed. Triggers are very exciting, but what do they have to do with our topic that I'm trying? I'm glad you've asked. I'm trying is often used as an excuse, and in lots of cases, it's used as a defense or posturing trigger to prevent real change. For example, if I'm teaching a class and I've assigned homework and a student doesn't hand in their homework but says they're trying, this may or may not be true. Because there's a space for doubt as to what was really attempted and what wasn't, I'm trying can get locked in as a trigger. In essence, I'm trying becomes an excuse for not having done anything or maybe half-heartedly trying or in terms of the future tense, I'll really try, is translated as no action. Now's the time to get this part out of the way. Really trying is putting effort into the change, measured effort. If someone is trying to do their homework as a teacher, we are going to look for the many efforts that a student is making. Writing and erasing shows some kind of work. Extra pages whereby the student is working, making written attempts to construct a solution to the problem. An incomplete homework page that's perfectly clean may demonstrate total lack of effort. Let me talk about weight loss again as an example. Someone who already knows that they have to eat differently, exercise, and visualize may not be trying at all. I'm not a judge, and I really don't want to be one anyway, but let's be truthful. I want you to honor that any language like I'm trying is a trigger for not really. If you're really going to make a change, it has to be done with a conscious effort. If you're thinking I'm talking about the three ways to decrease your weight, I'd prefer you put your focus on your commitment to making the change, any change. We have to lose the phrase, I'm trying, from our vocabulary. We can't fool ourselves into really thinking that we're committed to something by saying that we're trying when in fact we're not. The phrase, I'm trying, is a trigger, and I want you to recognize it. That's why you keep hearing that bell. (laughs) I want you to recognize that phrase in this moment and forevermore. Let's create a derivative of the phrase. I'm going to try. 
Nope, that's not any better than I'm trying. I tell everybody this. If you and I are going to Las Vegas for a trip, we're either going to go or we're not. I'll try and come isn't a real answer. There's no energy of commitment. If you say, I'm all in, followed by what weekend are we going, this is a much different kind of energy. This makes sense, doesn't it? Let's pretend that you and I are high school students taking a class together. The teacher announces at the end of the period that we all have a big exam on Friday. The bell rings and you and I are walking down the hall and you ask me, are you going to study for the biology test? I respond, I'll try, but I've got a lot of work and other homework to get done too. All of this, I'm going to try, is a trigger or a code for not really, no, or probably not. It doesn't matter what you're trying to accomplish. Trying in this kind of energy will never work. This is why we want to call out the trigger, I'm trying. I'm going to try, hopefully, when I have time, sometime. Let's talk more about how all of this trigger stuff works. My dad is an alcoholic and he drank beer. Lots and lots of it. Still to this day, whenever I hear an aluminum can pop open, I shudder. Not once in my upbringing did I consciously think of the sound of an aluminum beer can opening as a trigger. It became an associated sound after hearing the trigger thousands and thousands of times. I didn't realize I had this trigger until much later in life when I once noticed my nerves bristle at the popping sound when I was at a picnic. At the lake, a soda can was opened and I felt the sound shudder through my whole body, thinking another beer was being opened. Weird, right? I wasn't making the sound, but I still had the reaction. Can I share something with you? This sound, while currently not one of my most favorite sounds, has become diminished into background noise. It's no longer the trigger that it once was. It doesn't initiate the tripping of the first domino to start a chain reaction. Here's another trigger of a different kind. If I feel someone is asking me a question with the intent to use the information against me, I'm triggered. I immediately want to know why the person is asking the question. It's a defensive response. It comes from being asked questions by a parent who used the information against me. In the beginning, I was naive to such questions being asked of me, but after numerous questions of this kind, I recognized a pattern, and a trigger was created when certain questions were asked. This is true especially with teachers, other persons of authority, and people who would conduct an interview. Do you see where I'm going with all of this? How can I properly be interviewed when I'm hosting a defensive posturing or trigger that I'm going to get hurt by somebody asking a question? Hearing a trigger, I'm going to try, is something that you're going to start hearing outside of this podcast. You may start to hear your own words, like, I'll get to it when I can. And you might become especially sensitive to others using the phrase, I'll try. All of this is very desired. Becoming aware of a self-sabotaging trigger is important. Maybe I should have said this in the beginning, but triggers also trigger responses. What we're wanting to do here is to trigger or cue the right kind of response. Clearly, I'm not triggered the way I once was when someone asked me a question. Without awareness, I'm limiting to reacting to questions as if they're personal attacks, and my response would be to protect myself. 
In the last several examples, I have highlighted several undesired triggers. However, triggers can work both ways. To incorporate a positive trigger, we can't limit ourselves to trying. We have to take a desire and create a new habit and perhaps using a new trigger to accomplish the new task. Here's one I'm working on now. I could say I'm trying, but I'm hoping that you're getting tired of hearing that cue. <laughs> the new habit I'm wanting to make is taking my own bags to the store so I'm no longer using paper or plastic bags. My problem is obvious. I'm used to taking bags out of the store. I've been doing that all of my life. The issue is taking bags into the store when I'm conditioned to take the bags out. This morning it happened again. I went to the store to buy some fruit. I forgot to take my cloth bag with me. And again, for the zillionth time, I didn't remember anything until I'm standing at the checkout stand and the grocer says, plastic or paper? Well, in terms of my timeline to make a change, you'd think that I'd never tried to remember to take bags into the store before. Since we're being totally candid here, I've been trying for about three months to take a cloth bag into the store, and I've only accomplished it once or twice. Pretty embarrassing, I think, for all of that supposed effort. I could say that I'm trying, and I am, but the point is my desired change of habit isn't working. Trying or not, I have to do something different. I'm trying is an excuse, and I don't yet have any change in my behavior. What if I used a different trigger before going into the store? What do you think I could use as a trigger to remind myself to take bags into the store? Let me tell you what I've tried. I've placed bags by the door as I exit the house. I've placed bags in the car. I've even placed bags on the front seat of the car, and I still seem to be oblivious to take the bags inside. Back to you. What things do you think I could do to trigger my new desired behavior? Got any ideas? Well, I'd love to hear them. I'm totally serious. You write me if you have some great ideas for a new trigger to take bags into the store. I did come across something that I really liked, and I want to share it. Oftentimes, I write down a grocery list using my iPhone so I don't forget the things I'm supposed to purchase. What if, what if I put a picture of one of my recyclable bags as an image on the top of my grocery list? This would allow me to see the bag and to visually cue myself to take the bags into the store. You know what? I think this is going to work. This morning, my list was too short. I only needed to get three items, so I didn't use my iPhone grocery list. And again, I forgot to take the bags. I'm serious. If you have some ideas on how to trigger me into taking bags into the store, contact me. This way, we can all make the change to stop using paper and plastic bags. Doesn't this sound good to you? Okay, let's dig a little deeper. What if you discover that you have an emotional trigger to someone yelling? It could be based upon the idea that one of your parents yelled or even screamed at you while you grew up. Perhaps you have a trigger here. Let's see. Are you ready for a little experiment? I'm so freaking mad today that it's raining. I'm all dressed up. I don't have an umbrella. I took time to fix my hair. And now look, I'm going to look like crap. I washed the car yesterday, and now it's going to get all dirty, and I'm just so tired of all of this rain. How'd you do? I was yelling, right? Anything in you trigger? In this example, 
Perhaps you wanted to try and make me feel better. Maybe you wanted to tell me how wonderful the rain is, how the rain is needed. More importantly, though, is discovering how you felt as I yelled. Let's try another one. I am so mad at you. You told me that you were going to mail out our rent check and you didn't. How can I possibly count on you if you tell me you're going to do something and you don't do it? Do I have to do everything myself? We're going to be late and you know our landlord is going to charge us a late fee and that's another 100 bucks that we could have saved if we just got our rent check in on time. I'm just so mad at you for not handling this stupid little thing. It really makes me feel like you don't care. How are you doing now? Any difference of the first example of me yelling abstractly at the rain versus yelling at you? Did any triggers come to the surface? If so, this is really a good thing. We can't make a change standing at the checkout stand when being asked, do you want paper or plastic? We have to make a change before the triggered moment. This is exactly what I mean when we catch ourselves saying, I'm trying. This method isn't going to work. Discovering your trigger and making a new trigger will make that change. Putting a picture of a recycled bag on my grocery list is going to work. And with your ingenuity, you're going to send me some more of your other ideas so that I can institute my desired change. Before we conclude, in the beginning, I mentioned to you about having spiritual triggers too. Yes, they're just as easy to see if you're open to the process. For example, I once sat in a dry steam sauna and within three minutes of sitting in the steam, I stormed out of the door as if I'd been locked in there for hours. Being in a tight space filled with steam, which kind of looked like smoke, triggered a sensation of me being burnt in a past life. When I first experienced it, I couldn't figure out the problem. I grew up in Arizona, triple-digit heat, so sweating profusely wasn't anything new. Sure, the humidity was a different kind of variable, but with some serious spiritual digging, I found that I was still hosting an old trigger from a previous life experience. It was cool, odd, and at the same time, it needed to be wonderfully undone. I could tell you that I'm trying but that will never work. In conclusion, using phrases like, I'm trying, I'll get to it when I can, or even, can't you see, I'm trying? These are all excuses for something that's not working. If we're going to make a change, we need to be definite. Yes, there's going to be effort, but the difference is measured, ultimately, in the change. Regardless of a trigger coming from emotion, physical, or even spiritual places, they can be changed by using new triggers. Becoming aware of your triggers will go a long way to releasing you into a state of balance. Creating from this place is much more effective than fruitless attempts at trying. Give it a whirl. Put your positive triggers into action and see what kinds of changes that you can start making. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. 
You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.